consistent self-improvement everybody you are now listening to american gypsy podcast i am your host classic and i am here with my co-host gypsy and today we have roger williams he is the host of the crossing it off podcast which encourages and empowers others to live out their list with intention welcome to the show roger welcome Hey, thank you so much for allowing me to be here. I'm uh, I'm excited and uh, I'm ready to do this. It's a pleasure having you. So for me to get, I, I, I'm aware that you travel a lot. To Let's start from where you originally from and yeah. tell us where you are right now. Actually, you can tell us where you are now and then tell us, you know, where you're originally from for our listeners. Yeah. And I'm, I'm originally from Indiana, from the West, but I'm currently... Um, based out of seattle i guess is the best way to say it uh, and i'm currently in matera italy which is in the southern part uh i like to say it's it's a uh, 45 minutes from the arch of the boot that's about the only way i can describe it <laughs> so yeah i've been on the road for almost eight weeks now i've uh, been out it's not, probably not the road as much as uh, airplanes but yeah i've been traveling around the world for a little while so um it's an exciting time for me you've gotten to travel into traveling um kind of a, a while ago correct yeah so i i was during the pandemic i was uh like a lot of people um stuck at home uh in quarantine and just doing my thing and wound up having a heart attack in december of 2020 wow. and uh, that kind of put myself in a, a place where I started really taking a hard look at my life and what was going on in it and where I had been, where I'd want to go. And I really decided that I wanted to be known for how I lived my life and the people that I built relationships with. And um, I've been working in the youth development teaching field for almost 30 plus years. And uh, that, you know, that's what we're known by, right? Most of the time, you know, if you ask somebody what do you do they say you know i work and sell my labor for to this company and i do this for them and i wanted to be known for more than that than just what i the 40 or 50 hours that i sold in labor a week i wanted to be known for something bigger so i went to all my social media accounts and changed my job position to being the head crosser off of my bucket list and so that's what i started doing is just crossing stuff off my bucket list so what's the first thing you crossed off uh, the first thing was the Camino de Santiago. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's a 790 kilometer trek across northern Spain from St. Jean-Pierre de Port France to Santiago de Compostela, um, Spain mm -hmm. in the northwestern section of Spain. Can you that's, walk us through that a little bit? Oh, sure. That's a known <laughs> pilgrimage, right? Like, is yeah. That famous? Okay. I yeah. read about it somewhere, I think, on a, one of the books that I was reading. Yeah, a lot of people have seen the movie The Way with Martin Sheen, um, directed by his son Emilio Estevez. That's about the, the Camino de Santiago, but it's a it's a historical pilgrimage um, where it's been said that the body of St. James was taken across Spain and buried in um, Santiago de Compostela. And so I think like uh, I think like 90 to 100. 120,000 people a year do the trek in some form or fashion. There are probably seven or eight different routes. The route that I took is the more traditional one called um, the Camino Francis because it starts in France and on 790 kilometers. Um, it usually takes anywhere from 32, 35 days, somewhere in there, depending on how long you take, whether you have injuries, that kind of stuff. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a long walk. It's about 15 to 18 miles a day. It's pretty much what we walked every day. And <laughs> you, you managed to make it through with no injuries. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tweaked my knee the third day in and, um, was able to get a, go to a pharmacy and get a knee brace, which kind of helped with that. And towards the uh, second half of the journey, I got some pretty bad tendonitis in my leg and my left leg. And so that kind of slowed me down, but I, I would take, um, <clears throat> I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I took some cabs <laughs> from, <laughs> from, from town to town. I'm not going to get in trouble, but, um, basically you get, you have this little like passport book, 
that you take along your journey. And every time you stop someplace to eat or stay in a, in a hostel or wherever you stay at night, they stamp your, your credentials. And at the end of the trip, there's an office at St. John, um, excuse me, in, in Santiago where you can take your certificate and then they um, go through and count how many stamps you have and see where all the stamps are from. And then they give you a certificate of completion. So to get that, you have to have at least walked a hundred kilometers and um and, or bike 200 kilometers i think is what it is because you can ride a bike you can also okay. ride a horse and all that kind of stuff so um so i did wound up walking the last 117 kilometers straight so i felt okay about you know getting my certificate of completion so it, i didn't walk the whole thing but it was pretty pretty close i'm sure the of course the bike ride is a little different mm -hmm. um how much shorter is the bike ride? Would you know? Would they have I think a, I think you can do it in about fourteen to sixteen days if you're on a bike. Okay, um, it's typically I think what they do. Uh, I saw bikers all the time, but I never really stopped and talked to them because they would wind up being in different cities. You know, they would do probably um, they would do thirty miles, thirty to forty miles a day. Where we were walking, we were doing fifteen to eighteen. So we would wind up in different cities. Uh, every night from from the bikers are you staying in tents or there's like hotels along the way <laughs> yeah so a lot of times when people think of through hikes they think of the Appalachian Trail or Pacific Coast Trail um the you know those things where you've got these huge backpacks with your tent and your food and your all your water for several days uh, some the Camino is not like that at all it's much more um you have a lighter pack and you stay in what they call albergues, which are just basically youth hostels. So there's probably 20 people in a room in bunk beds sometimes. <clears throat> and um, it's pretty cheap. It's usually like eight to 12 euro a night. And so it's not too bad. And you're walking through cities all day long. So you'll probably go through at least three or four different small little towns or a big city um uh, each day so there's places to stop and eat you don't have to carry a lot of water you don't have to carry food you don't have to carry tents um i didn't even carry a sleeping bag i just brought like a sleeping bag liner um mm. to, to make my pack as light as possible so <clears throat> so yeah you, it's not um as rustic maybe <laughs> of a journey as it would be although you get dirty um it's not as uh camping ask as as uh, it is on those through hikes in the united states although there are some people that do bring tents and sleep in tents and some places in spain it's kind of frowned on because they want you to of course use the hotels and spend your money so yeah. she's had that uh, that um machu, machu picchu experience Inca trail ah. four day thing, <laughs> and yeah you had to stay in <laughs> there's no hotels and stuff like that on the road that's why i asked yeah, and I'm yeah. like, hey, that one here doesn't sound that bad. I know, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. if you if you're a drinker, alcohol's cheap in Spain. So um, people would, you know, get off the trail, shower, do their do their laundry, and then go out and eat and drink till 10, 11 o'clock at night, and then go back and sleep and get up and do it all the next morning. So it's a fun experience. Fight the journey. So did you like it? Do you have any regrets or anything like that? Oh, no. I, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, people do the Camino for lots of different reasons. And some people do it for religious reasons. Some people do it for spiritual reasons. Some people do it for exercise. I really did it for community. I wanted to meet other people from around the world and expand my bubble a little bit. And, and get to know folks. So I, I loved my experience uh, because it because I got to do that portion of it all the time, whether I was hurting or took a cab or whatever. And so I met dozens and dozens of people along the way that I still maintain relationships with now. Uh, that's part of what I'm doing, uh, traveling right now and, and being able to go back to Europe and see friends of mine from the Camino and it's it's a, it's a great thing uh I was in Trieste Italy and um I was there for a month but I didn't know this one person <laughs> I hadn't connected with them on on any social media 
and a friend of mine, another friend of mine, Pilgrim that I met was like, hey, uh, you know, that one, that one person lives in Trestano. I was like, it's my last day here. <laughs> so <laughs> I, got, I got to have breakfast with her and we, and we had coffee and then that was great. But um, yeah, so I, I, that was my main intent in going. And so, you know, the, the day in and day out grind, you, you're not necessarily walking with the same people every day, but you're kind of all on the same schedule, so yeah. to speak, where you're walking what they call stages every day and so you're kind of on the same stages as the same people and so you get to know people and um <clears throat> get to have these little groups of family members that that you uh walk with i would usually walk by myself in the morning for the most part and then by <clears throat> by what we call second breakfast because <laughs> you usually have two breakfasts because you're so hungry because you've walked so much um by second breakfast or lunch i would run into somebody i knew and then we would walk the rest of the way into the next town um, but yeah it was a great experience i loved it it's you know it's uh it's definitely not for everybody <laughs> but it's it can um, be very magical and transforming if you allow it to be mm. Mm. So I know you took, you mentioned something about a, a gap year. Was mm -hmm. the pilgrimage before or after that? It was actually, it was actually after that. Um, yeah, I, I'm on what I'm calling an adult gap year where, <laughs> I'm, where I'm only doing things uh, that I enjoy. Uh, gap year is uh, not as familiar to Americans as it is to yeah. Europeans, but a gap year is basically when uh, young people usually they take a year off from in between high school and, and going to college or from after they've completed college and going into the workforce, they take a year to kind of find themselves or get some other experiences. Uh, it's not, you know, a lot of Americans like, well, if you don't go right out of high school, you're not going to go. And the yeah. funny thing is, is that Harvard has been um, sending the same letter to every incoming freshman since 1975 that says, we will defer your enrollment for a year if you want to take a gap year. Wow. And so, so it's it's something that's out there that's available, but there's just not a lot of knowledge behind it. Um, and But so for younger people, it's usually a way to kind of like find themselves. I'm 52, so I don't need to find myself. Um, I just think there's a lot of things that, um, you know, because I got married young and had a, had a family young that I didn't get to um, do for myself. And so that's really why I'm taking this little gap years to kind of um, slow down working for other people and try to regain my labor for myself and, and work for myself. But at the same time, do some of those things that I had always wanted to do that, but never had a chance to. So that, that's kind of what I'm out here doing. And that really happened because I came home from the Camino and um, I made, <clears throat> made an Instagram reel of just like a slideshow of, of selfies that I'd taken with all the people that I met on the journey. And I showed it to somebody I had worked with for almost four and a half years. And she got done watching it. She was like, I've never seen you that happy. Hmm. And I was just like, you've worked for me four and a half years. <laughs> we're, we're pretty close. You've never seen me that happy. And that's really where I kind of had to step back and say, I, I need to be happy. I don't want anybody to meet me and not meet the person that she saw in that video. And so I, I quit my job uh, and um, said, yeah, I'm going to take a year off and, and do things that I like to enjoy doing. That's nice. Did you travel a lot during that gap year? I'm oh, still on it. It's I'm on right it. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I'm still in the midst <laughs> of it. Uh, thank goodness. Um, and I think at this point, I've been to five or six countries in the last two months. Um, mm. So, I, yeah, I started in Costa Rica, uh, where I went down to Tamarindo, Costa Rica, and crashed a friend's wedding, uh, which was on my bucket list to crash a wedding. And so <laughs> um, they, uh, a couple that I actually had met on the Camino that was getting married and was having a small little uh wedding in costa rica and so i'm like we're gonna crash that wedding uh which was which is a ton of fun that was that was really well, that's great two things off the bucket list <laughs> yeah and uh then i spent another two weeks in uh Pampelona, spain it was one of my favorite cities uh walking the camino as i walked the camino so i wanted to go back there 
um, visited some friends and started uh, writing a book and then uh, moved to Triste, Italy, uh, which is where James Joyce wrote a lot of his um, material. Um, so I went there for some inspiration, but also uh, traveled to Milan to visit some friends in Milan um, and then come down here to Matera. Last week, I went to Israel for a couple of days uh, to visit a friend. And then on my way home in a couple of weeks, I'll be going to London for a week to visit with folks as well. That's a lot of traveling. Yeah. That's getting started, huh? <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I've been in the Rome airport like nine times in the last <laughs> the last two months. It's like, oh, I'm back again. Okay, I know where everything is. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of, <laughs> makes it easy when you're in and out of there all the time. And you got to love that, you know, that confidence builder once, you know, you may be nervous the first time you go through a place and then the second time, you you know, less nervous. And of course, third and fourth time, you're less nervous. So to have a comfort, yeah. Yeah, I, I never thought I'd like uh, be on a first name basis with the baristas in the Rome airport. So it's like, <laughs> like oh, you're back. Yeah, great. So it's, it's, a, it's a fun experience um, getting to just go around. And I, I've, you know, sad people ask me like what what have you learned and like i think the biggest learn thing i've learned is the nutella is really good oh yeah <laughs> that's so popular in europe all over yeah. yeah i was like i didn't know nutella was so good it is truly it's really good <laughs> so no, i mean i think i think one of the biggest things i've learned is um, because i put myself in this position this mindset that i'm going to go out and experience things that and i'm trying to cross these things off my bucket list at the same time but there's there's just things that pop up all the time that's like oh I probably should have had that on my bucket list but didn't so, but now that I've done it do I go back and put it on do I you know and then cross it off and say that I did it or just let it go and just say like okay I did this um, I went to Milan and got off the train and there was a um, big, huge banner in the train station for a, Banks, a Banksy exhibit, um, the street artist Banksy uh, at, uh, at the train station. They had, they had all these works of Banksy at the train station. I'm like, I always want to see Banksy. <laughs> and uh, someone, another friend of mine had gone to that and he told me that it was going to be closed, but it was open. So I got to go. Um, I, my my father recently passed away so i actually had to jump back to the states and come back and but i didn't have a suit and so i was interested in italy and just kind of like my partner was like you need to get a suit you need to at your dad's funeral you need to get a suit you can't go in jeans and a t-shirt i'm like he'd think that was funny but she's like no you can't do that so so i so i just like i just opened up google and like looked at like typed in suits and found this out of the way place. And I was like, well, I'll go here and see what, see what it's like. And walked in and this young tailor who hand makes all these suits was just like, when do you need it by? And I'm like, uh, Wednesday, like four days from now. And he's like, ooh, and he just pulled the suit off the rack and it was beautiful and he put it on me. And it was just like, he had to do very minimal alterations. You know, and I, it's like, I have a French tailor or a Italian tailored suit, you know, <laughs> um, that I never thought I would have had at any point in my life. And it's just like, once you open yourself up, there's so many things that can happen. Even here in Matera, um, I was walking around the first couple of days, just walking through the city, looking around, <clears throat> and discovered there's six Salvador Dali statues here in the city. For whatever reason, I have no idea why he's a Spanish artist. There's like these six Salvador Dali scholars statues just sitting around town. And it's just like, okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not something I had on my list, but it's it's uh, something that's pretty, pretty cool and interesting. And um, I'm glad I got to see it. So just putting myself in a position where I'm not in a common day-to-day -day thing. Um, has opened, opened me up to being more acceptable to to experiencing new stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, they, and it's very important to experience new stuff as well. And condolences to you and the family. Oh, well. thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm super lucky. Um, my dad and I had a <clears throat> had 20 years of really good relationship after we buried all of our stuff. So it was we knew it was coming, and he told me back in December. He said, 
I said, dad, I'll, you know, I'll stay. And he said, no, if you, if you don't go, I'm going to get out of bed and kick your butt. So I was like, well, I was still a little bit afraid of him. So, so I came. So it was good. I appreciate it. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us as well. Yeah. So I guess what's that? That was two things off of the bucket list. Is there, uh, is there any any others, or you don't have to share all of them with us? Yeah. Kind of, uh, I've, I am writing a book, um, yeah. and it's uh, it, it's a it's about it's a memoir about my dad and his relationship with his father, and my relationship with my dad, and my relationship with my son, all through the lens of professional wrestling, because we all have. Uh, been fans of professional wrestling for a real long time so um it's kind of talks about the bonds that that guys share with their dads and um ours just happens to be pro wrestling so um that's pretty trying cool. to yeah and yeah, trying to get that out of my head you know whether anything happens with it that's great or it doesn't that's okay too but i just i just want to get it out of my head yeah and that's one of the things even that's kind of been on me a little bit on just trying to get certain things out of my head. I went through an old external hard drive that had mm -hmm. just from old music that I made and a bunch of videos and stuff. And it was like, man, I have to kind of guess start the documentary or prepare for something like that with as much stuff that I that I have. But it's yeah. there, that thought is always in your head. So it's like, yeah, to get it out is going to feel good. But when? And so it's like, OK, the time is tickling now so yeah and I think that's the biggest thing for me after the heart attack it was like I had always had all these ideas of things that I wanted to do and you know the Camino was always something I wanted to do but I'd never written down the bucket list before um, that happened and so that was a real big step for me is just saying okay I'm going to write it all down what are all the things that I've ever wanted to do or, or wanted to see or wanted to go and that was huge once I got it on a piece of paper, because then it wasn't just floating around in my head competing with all the other stuff, right? With work stuff, with family stuff, with, you know, day-to-day -day stuff that I, I had it on a piece of paper and I could see it. I could put it on my mirror in the bathroom and, and be able to look at it every day and say, okay, I've got these things I want to do. I need to figure out how I can do them and when I can get them done. So yeah. it was a huge step. Are you picking your countries? Do you have a list of countries that you're going to, or are you randomly like going? <laughs> I've done both. I'm just curious. Yeah, I can't do. I can't do random. I mean, I'm I'm pretty <laughs> random person, but I can't do. That's too much random, right? For me. <laughs> <laughs> so I I did plan out my this journey, um, pretty pretty thoroughly at least for where I was going to stay and how, when I was going to get there. Um, so I bought all my plane tickets and my Airbnbs because um, several months ago. Um, but then once I get to a place, it's kind of like, okay, now what's going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> so I just kind of take what, what the universe sends me and, and do with it like that. Um, so most of the things on my bucket list um, are very specific. So it's something weird about me. It's like, I don't, so hard when I was telling people about this trip because everyone's like, oh, well, when you go to Rome, you need to do X, Y, and Z, and you need to go to the Vatican, you need to go to the Colosseum, and it's just like, I'm not going to be a tourist, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going because I want to be somewhat immersed in culture as well as I want to um, write this book. I mean, that's really why I came on this trip is to be able to write this book. So it was hard for other people, you know, with that American mentality of, okay, you're traveling all that way. You can't miss X, Y, and Z. I mean, I even had one person say, you know, you, you, make sure you have gelato. And it's like, I'm going to be in literally for two months. I don't think I'm going to miss having, you know. <laughs> You know, you throw a rock and hit a gelato place around here. So it's not like, you know, it's, I'm pretty sure that's probably going to happen. You know, <laughs> I don't need to plan out getting gelato. So, um, so yeah, but for me, it's just like, I'm, I have a real intention behind where I travel. Um, so like some of the things on my bucket list, like, like I want to go to Mexico City, but I want to go to Mexico City because I want to see a Lucha Libre uh, wrestling match at the Arena Mexical, which is like the mecca for for professional wrestling in Lucha Libre in Mexico, and it's like uh, that's 
I want to just go with that. So it's, I just flew into Mexico City one day, went and saw the show, and then stayed in a hotel and flew back out the next night. The next day, I would be totally fine. Uh, the, I'm sure there's wonderful things to see in Mexico City besides a Lucha Libre match. But like to me, like that's that's the purpose behind it, right? And I, I don't need to see every you know tourist trap that there is to be had. I, I want to go and like do something specific. Um, I think uh, Angkor Wat in Cambodia is the same way. It's like I. I've been thinking about Anchor Wat for so long and want to go, but I don't want to just go and go and like travel around the city and then and then leave. So one, so on my bucket list is it's go to Anchor Wat and learn how to do photography. Mm. So I so I want to go there for a week and every day, you know, teach myself, you know, like one day how to take you know, how to take pictures of people, how to take pictures of nature, how to take pictures of, of architecture. Um, so I wanted to like have a purpose or an intention behind it instead of just like being a um, flyby tourist, so to speak. Yeah. You said um, Mucho Libre. My mom, the movie, my mom used to watch the movie. I mean, <laughs> On repeat, she loved that movie so much. And it's yeah. hilarious. I don't know if I've actually even seen the whole thing, but she used to watch it so much. Yeah. VHS. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, we need to, do we need to explain to your, your viewers and listeners what VHS is? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> what Blockbuster block used to sell, but then we'd have to explain what Blockbuster is. So that would be a problem too. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I've just, I've always been a professional wrestling fan. I love all professional wrestling. I, I love the stuff that comes out of Mexico. I love the stuff that comes out of Japan. I love the stuff that comes out of Eastern Europe um, and in the States. And I just, you know, uh, to me, that would be just like so cool to experience that. And yeah, so I have a couple of things on my bucket list that are wrestling, wrestling based. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to kind of jump skip a little bit or talk over oh not well just you know kind of touch on um the heart attack during the pandemic mm -hmm. just so you know i'm sh i'm sure you have it in your book right or you're going to have the detail part in your book about that right oh probably not because it doesn't have to do much with my dad or my son but okay well but yeah. we can um I guess yeah, so we, we, don't have to, we don't have to save the info then <laughs> that's right Here we can go ahead Feel free to yeah. fill us in on that yeah, I, I think that the that being at home and trying to deal with working was was really stressful. Um, I mean, I have I haven't always taken good care of my body. I have family history of heart disease, but there was just something about the pandemic, you know, being in quarantine that was just more stressful, I think, than usual. Um, and it's not that what, I. What city were you in then? Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, wow. I was in Seattle. When um, they say Seattle, you know, we're in LA, so we just think the opposite of cloudy days rain. and rain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't go out much, anyways, and then and then yeah, yeah you're stuck at home as well. And they were you know, and when that you go area. out, there's nothing. Yeah. 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 There was there was a lot of uh, Seattle was pretty hardcore about um, how they tried to handle the pandemic. So um, it was, uh, yeah, it was just, I think it was stressful. I think it was um, claustrophobic in a lot of ways, which mm -hmm. caused the anxiety and stress for me. Um, but yeah, it was just one day I was, um, wasn't feeling all that good, but I hadn't been out in a couple of days, even to walk the dog. And so I took the dog for a walk and it was, it was a colder day. And so I thought I was breathing in the cold air and that was causing my chest to hurt and got home with the, the dog and, and just, it wouldn't go away. Just wouldn't go away, wouldn't go away, wouldn't go away. I took a hot shower, that didn't help. My partner, you know, tried to rub my back, that didn't help. And so like after like three or four hours, I'm just like, okay, well, we're calling, <laughs> we're calling the medics. And so I think a lot of times people think of heart attacks like, you know, in the TV or movies and people are clutching their chests and falling over and 
um, there's lots of different ways for, for you to have heart failure. And, okay. and so mine was, I wouldn't call it mild, but um, they had to put a stint in. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really have that moment where I blacked out and then came back and they revived me. Um, but, but still- even just informed that because of people having experienced what a heart attack is, you kind of only think it was the person's right. unconscious, you know, having a hard yeah. time breathing. But these are definitely, it's a good thing to share this because it's, you know, something to look for. Sure. It's just oh, a chest yeah. pain that's so long. Yeah. We may not necessarily say that's a, you know, a heart attack right off. Like you said, if it lasts just two hours now, and because I would expect a heart attack to be, okay, you have maybe five to 10 minutes and, you know, there's serious trouble once yeah. it starts. Yeah. Yeah. I just think heart attack, you just drop like, yeah. It's just uh, instant, immediate. instant right. thing. So what you're saying is like, wow, okay. Right, there's hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, there's a, like a warning at least, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. So they put a stint in and um, yeah. So as long as I'm on the meds, I'm okay. <laughs> they should stay on the meds. How was the, the recovery? Um, what, what, what did you, you do to help you stay mentally motivated during a time like this because you have you know stress of you know work and then this and then COVID and then it's yeah what is some of the tools that well I think that's that's really where my head started spinning about you know what have you been doing what what's the next thing what do you want to be known for what's what's your life really mean and and so a lot of time just spent you know processing all that information and, and it's hard because when you're you know in America <clears throat> we have some um, jobs where you can almost feel guilted into doing them um, teaching being one of them nursing being another one that's like yeah. you know you're supposed to get so much reward out of this right you, you should get all your self-worth from your job and and you know and, and you should it should be okay that we don't pay you what you deserve or to be okay that you take home work or it should be okay that you're completely mentally exhausted when you get home and can't give your kids the attention they need or your spouse or your partner or whoever. And I think that's, that's really where I just said, I don't, I don't believe in work-life balance anymore. I believe it's a lie that corporations and institutions tell us uh, we want you to have work-life balance we want you how do we help you have work-life balance and it's like they really don't want that because the reality is, is that if i sell you 40 hours and i sleep 45 i still have 70 80 left in the week and the, for myself and there's no way that 70 hours will ever equal i don't care what kind of rocket science you are but rocket scientists you are there's no way 70 hours balances with 40 and so, so I decided that I was no longer going to believe this lie of work-life balance and that I was going to start having work-life boundaries mm. where I would say, okay, you know, working with teenagers, they a lot of times don't understand boundaries. And so, you know, I had to say, you can't text me past 7 p.m. Um, if it's an emergency, I'll get it. I might, you know, if it's a real emergency, I'll figure out what I need to do, but most likely I'm not going to respond to you until tomorrow. If it's after 7 p.m., I'm not going to respond to you. And, you know, there were, there were exceptions, but the reality is, is that so often I would get these messages in the middle, of, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night from students wanting just to say hi or, or that they had problems or that they needed information about something. And it's just like, I can't, I can't do this. I have to have my own time. And because I'm not, I'm not getting paid for this. And um, people say, well, that's the job, but that's not fair. <laughs> Even, you know, they sell it, say it's kind of an illusion when they say, well, you have 24 hours in the day. Not really. You, you know, no. you're sleeping eight of those, you know, hours. So that, that cuts out at least, you know, the eight hours yeah. you thought you had in a day, that's 16 hours. So if you're working, you know, as far as eight of those hours or 12, eight to 12 of those hours. Right. That's, you know, so the whole illusion when even how they like to say, well, you don't have any excuse because you have 24 hours in a day. No, you have 
16 hours in a day. Uh, unless you're unless you're Dwayne Johnson and get up at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you need to, you know, people that, that yes. sleep hard people, they don't get either. Agreed. Agreed. Even for myself, you know, I can have the eight hours, but it doesn't necessarily mean that my brain is gonna turn off and let me sleep. So right. I, you know, you can toss and turn a lot and don't get a good quality of sleep and yeah, it, it'll it'll affect your life in the long. Yeah, run. but there again, I mean, the the tossing and turning could be because of family and that kind of stuff. But what is it mostly? It's probably your job, right? It's probably things that you need to get done or you know work related things. And so for me, the biggest you know you asked what kind of tool I use, and it was I decided to set boundaries and say i'm you know i'm putting my phone away during this time or i'm you know or i'm getting a service you know we had a service for the students to text us that basically said i was out of office you know when they would text me after 7 p.m or before 7 a.m it would say he's out of office and there's some people that i worked with they're like i won't do that kids need me they need me and it's like i i get it but they also need to learn <laughs> that there's boundaries in life and that everyone's you know, not once you break then you know you're no good to the kids right right and and that's part of it right it's that whole mindset of you know i'm in i'm in the airplane it's going down i gotta put my mask on first before i can help somebody else put theirs on because if i don't put mine on then i'm not going to get the oxygen i need to be able to help yeah, them. Yeah. and so i think that that's a, a big part of you know my my push right now for people to start being intentional about crossing things off their bucket list because it should bring you joy and if you have joy in your life then you will uh, exude that to other people and the other aspects of your life and it's so weird because we're 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 taught to be selfish but we're not supposed to be selfish like you know and so a lot of people are like wow that's really selfish of you to like leave your partner for three months and go to Europe. And it's like, I'm going to be such a better partner when I get home to her um, through this experience that I know that, that she's excited for that. She's excited. She wants me to come home and we miss each other. But at the same time, when I get back, I'm going to be a better partner um, because I've had this experience and I have joy from it. And I'm going to be able to bring that back and, and, put that to good use in our relationship and not just her but all my other relationships and so i think that that we need to to take some time for ourselves we, you know we hear about self-care and self-care and one of the ways to do that is to do things that you've always wanted to do and to take care of yourself and put yourself first with that whether it's learning a new skill or it's going someplace or it's repairing a relationship that's been damaged over the years or you, know, you haven't talked to you for somebody for, for a long time I mean, bucket list can be whatever you want um doesn't have to be these a three-month trip around the world it, it can be simple things um, i have a friend that has a bucket list that's just thai recipes she wants to learn how to cook oh, thai food yeah. in the best possible way she can and so she takes <laughs> yeah, yeah she takes one recipe <laughs> yeah <laughs> She takes one recipe a month and she masters that recipe over a month, right? Because it's not going to take more than one time to cook it to say that you, you, know, you really know how to cook something. So she takes one recipe a month and she, she tries to master that recipe, whatever it takes, whether it's how you chop the, the vegetables or the amount of time you cook something or the sauces or whatever it is, she's taking a month to master each one of those recipes just for herself, right? To feel good about herself or to be able to say, hey, if I want that food, I can cook it myself. Um, I have another friend that his bucket list is to visit all 50 states and play around the golf in each one. Mm. I hate golf. I, <laughs> I do not want to play golf at ever a time in my life do I ever want to play golf. Putt-putt's fine, but like regular golf, I'm just not into. But he is and he loves it. And, he, and that's, that's his whole bucket list, right? It's just going to all 50 states and playing around the golf. So I tend to try not to judge what's on people's list because I don't want them to judge what's on mine. Um, I recently got knuckle tattoos. So like that was like a big thing for me, but I'm, and I'm sure that's not going to be on everybody's list. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, doesn't have to be these grand crazy things, right? Because some people that might not be accessible to them. 
um, to travel to Europe and do those things. I had to raid my retirement fund to do this this full year gap year for myself. Um, and I'm okay with that because uh, I believe I'm going to better myself in ways that when I get done with this year, if I have to go back to the workforce, I'm going to be a better employee. I'm also going to ask for more things and set some boundaries ahead of time. And I'm going to be a better employee. Um, but, it, but it's just, you know, it could be teaching yourself a skill to play a musical instrument or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be grandioso, you know, crazy. It can be simple things um, that bring you joy. And that's the bottom line is that if you're crossing these things off your list, it should bring you joy. Um, they, can be, they can be hard. Right, cooking Thai food is probably hard for some people, but that. But at the end, when you've cooked it and you've you've accomplished that goal, do you feel joy? And I think that's what a lot of people are missing is is having those things in their life that bring them joy on a regular basis. I agree. Happiness is very important. What inspired you to start the podcast, and how's your experience with that? Were you always like traveling? when you're doing the podcast yeah the podcast was i've always tried to like <clears throat> i've had all these different ideas of how to use the internet to get an income and i've done some crazy things and um <clears throat> when i started looking at my bucket list i wanted to do something that would help other people and um, so mm, the thought process behind the show is that I interview one person every episode that's crossed a single item, a single item off their bucket list. And we just talk about that item for the, for the half an hour. Um, we drop new episodes every week. So it was just something new every single week. And when I originally started it, I was going to like interview people all along the way while I was on the Camino. Mm. And that just like... One, I didn't want to carry the equipment into it, although I'm sure I could have done it from my phone, you know, easily. But I didn't want that to be the reason why I was building relationships with people. Yeah. So that, that I did a couple of episodes before I went on the trip, and then it sat for a little while until I got until I started my gap year, and then that's when I really um, got into it and started um, pursuing it um, pretty regularly. So I think I think we're on episode. 26 or something right now and it's every week for the last couple of months i've been putting out episodes so yeah it's been a it's been an interesting journey uh you know when i first started i'm like oh i'm gonna have this list of questions i'm gonna ask everybody I'm gonna make it really simple for myself and and i'm not gonna uh get off script and i'm just gonna go and uh, that's gone away um <laughs> To, to some extent, <laughs> and you're laughing, you're laughing, classic why. Oh, yeah, we've definitely, you know, <laughs> gone through that. Just, you know, wrote the you way. have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> see what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, way. yeah. So, so that's, it hasn't changed a whole lot. I still start off the same way, still kind of end the same way, but, <clears throat> but really just, uh, it's really more than this thing that I, brings me a lot of joy to do. I really love having these conversations with other people yeah. uh, about the things that they've crossed off their list. It's, it's, it excites me. It gets me fired up. And the whole goal is that, you know, if somebody's looking on how to get somebody's autograph, I, I have a guess that, you know, his bucket list item was to get Arnold Schwarzenegger's autograph. If you want to walk the Camino, I interviewed a friend of mine that walked the Camino. So, so I want it to be a resource for people to be able to like actually go out and find information to, to do these things that they have on their own bucket list. But it's just so inspirational just listening to people's stories and hearing why they put things on their list and what they went through to get those things off their list. Um, that it's just, it's so much fun to just talk to people and hear their stories and, and get to share those uh, with the audience that I have. It's just, it, it's, it's, a, it's a real honor. <laughs> and then I know that's like common speak when you talk about doing your podcast or whatever, but I just really love it. I just, it's just become this thing that, you know, um, you know, I used to say if one person listens and gets inspired to do something, then then I'm I'm set, I'm golden. But now I'm more like, let's go, let's you know, 
we need 100,000 people to hear this. We need 200,000, we need a couple million people to hear this because it's just so empowering um, to hear people's joy about things that they've done. And I did an interview today for somebody that, you know, he wanted to be a contestant on who wants to be a millionaire. So we just talked about how that worked for him and how that went and, you know, what happened when he got on the show. And it was just, it was something he wanted to do. He was excited about. And I just, I just love being able to tell people's stories. That's one of the reasons why I like having a podcast as well. It's just the conversation with a lot of different people learning about a bunch of different places, about a bunch of different things. And it's, it's a lot different. I did music for a long, most of my life as well. Mm-hmm. It's something outside of music as well. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. when you first reached out and um, you told me about the whole idea, I was like, oh, you know what? I need to get back to my, I used to make a lot of lists when I was in mm-hmm. high school of country I'm, I love traveling it's one of my favorite things in the world so in high school when I was at work I used to just make a lot of lists of countries where I want to go and I would just keep updating it and revising it and you know I haven't made that it, I love doing it so much that I would like make a new list at you know a year down the line if I forget that one but it's just it's been a long time since I've yeah. made that list or, you know, had a, several, you know, bucket list items that I wanted to cross off. So. Yeah, it's it makes it so much easier when you have that physical list, like you said. And I think that, but I also think that like having it in pen or, page, pen or pencil, you know, you can cross things off of it. Even if you don't do them, you, you like get to the point, like you said, where like, you've changed or you've gone on a little bit in life. And it's like, oh, I don't really want to do that anymore. And you can cross that off. So many times I think in our culture, like if it gets put on paper, whether it's email or an actual physical piece of paper, people think like it's set, like you can't change it. <laughs> and that's not the way a bucket list should be. If, if you get to the point where you go back a couple of years and say, oh, I, I thought I wanted to do that, but I don't want to do that anymore you know, then you can take it off the list and you can add other stuff to it. It's not, it should flow. It should be a living document, not the static thing. It's like, because I think that <clears throat> could add pressure to people too. Like if I don't get these things done, what's that going to look like if I don't, you know, if I don't complete this. And so I always tell people, you know, change it. If it doesn't work for you anymore, or it's, or it's something you don't want to do anymore, change it cross it off, forget about it, move on, get a new sheet. Like that's what I used to do in work to <laughs> gypsy. I used to like, I used to like make a list, right? For the day and then I would cross things off and then I would make uh, everything I didn't do, I'd put on the next list <laughs> for tomorrow and then come in the next day and add to that list. And I think the uh, bucket list should be that. And you can have all different kinds of lists too, right? And um, actually, heard this today I hadn't I hadn't heard this before unsurprisingly but um, somebody I talked to had a chuck it list it's like they had a list of things that they needed to get rid of you know that they needed to get out of their life that they need to be completed and moved on from like they I mean I think they were using chuck it as a as a word for something else but but they but they had this chuck it list where it's just like no these are things need to go right and so if it brings you joy you know it's like i tell my partner i'm i'm gonna marie condo my life you know it's not just my clothes it's also in my house it's it's everything you know if it brings me joy i'm gonna i'm gonna be grateful for it and keep it if it doesn't i'm gonna say hey thanks see you later <laughs> you know reset. see yeah 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 reassess everything yeah well, before we get ready to close it out, um, would you like to share links and any new projects that you're working on? Oh, yeah. Um, you can go to any place where you can stream podcasts and pretty much get uh, the Crossing It Off podcast drops weekly. Um, and I'm always willing to um, bring people on as guests. Uh, if someone has something they've crossed off their list they're really excited about, they can get in touch with me at crosseroffer at gmail.com. And then if you want to follow my adventures, you can do that at Instagram at crosser.offer or um, Facebook at facebook.com backslash crosseroffer. We're going to have to make us a new a list. 
and then cross it off and come through immediately. We, not, we know we've marked some things off that we probably, you know, if we would have made a list a while ago, but, you know, we're definitely going to make a new list and, and come by and support you on your podcast as well. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I, I'm, I think, uh, you know, you can either find one episode or you can listen to them all just for the inspiration. So I, I think it's, I think it's a great place to, to lay your hat. And if you're ever in LA area, um, feel free to come down. Uh, we have a studio for a live podcast. So. Nice. Yeah, I would love to do that. And if, if you all cross something off your list that you want to come on my show, please do. I'd love to have you. Yeah, that's okay. where we're going to we're going to aim for something. I guess okay. we have we have something coming up in September anniversary, but I guess I, maybe we'll get a trip in before then that we can say that's definitely a bucket nice. we, we, we're beach hoppers we love the beach oh nice so yeah you know that's a ever you know, never-ending list of <laughs> we, we want to go around the world at least on uh, Earth. <laughs> I, I i suggest uh kopipi lay in thailand okay mm. have you ever seen the movie the beach with leonardo yeah. DiCaprio? i have yeah that's that's that on my radar yeah. and yeah. the other place um yeah. that i really want to go to pineapple yeah. fried rice is my favorite thai dish oh, <laughs> so good yeah. yeah i've actually learned how to make a few thai dishes. i love it so much oh, it is good and well we like to say thank you to our listeners thank you to our viewers um thank you to our guests um thank and you to uh i think i was i wasn't finished um donators supporters subscribers and followers yeah <laughs> for the podcast you can find us at americangypsy.com and there you'll find all the episode audio videos um, guest information links to our merch at luamlee.com and we also have music under classic carpenter k-l-a-c-c-i-k-c-a-r-p-e-n-t-a on spotify itunes title and youtube all major platforms as well thank you to everyone um, consistent self-improvement and peace, peace.